Welcome to Making Sales Social Live, as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, every week. Making Sales Social Live. Thanks for joining us for this special episode of Making Sales Social Live, which isn't live. But as we're at the midpoint of 2023, we decided to bring you some highlights from the Making Sales Social Live podcast so far this year. Brent and I have had a great time putting these episodes together and especially addressing your comments and questions during each episode. We go live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook every week, and you're invited to comment or ask questions during each episode. So now let's get to some highlights. Let's begin right at the start of this year from episode 152, 10 LinkedIn activities for 2023. One of the activities had to do with the LinkedIn profile. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is probably the biggest one, because as we've said before, everything that you do on LinkedIn drives eyeballs and drives people to your profile. So a profile refresh is probably the biggest number one thing that you can do. You know, it's pretty funny because so many people set it and forget it. Like they put their profile out maybe three or four years ago and they never really look at it again. Now, although I am constantly updating and you have some some great ideas for updating, there are still times where I'll go back and read something. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so old. There are so many things we want to look at. But before we go through the, the sections of the profile that you can focus on, I want to talk about the strategy and the concept. So ultimately, as Bob, you mentioned, all roads lead back to the profile. We want to make sure that the profile is doing its job. And if your goal is business development, the profile's job is to convert your visitor to a conversation. And mm -hmm. so as we go through the profile, I want you to start to think of it in terms of rather than me telling everyone how great I am and how I can help them, literally use this opportunity to be the resource. So instead of telling them how you can help them, actually help them. Not independent. We still need to talk about our services, but we don't want to start there. We want to make sure that we're earning the right to talk about how they can buy from us. A big thing, though, is your headline. So headlines have to tell who you are, how you help people. The who, you help. who you help. Who I'm you help. I'm sorry. Who you help. This is what happens when you come off of three weeks of, of vacation. Sometimes things slide in your mind a little bit. So um, how you help and, and, and the services that you provide, essentially. If Let, let's not, start over. Let's start over. Start over. Who you help. Who you help. Next. How you help them. Next. The results you bring. Last. The services you provide. You're amazing. That was awesome. Just for clarity. <laughs> Just for clarity. Absolutely. Just for clarity. Woohoo. Okay. Yep. yep. Perfect. So Thank if you. your headline isn't doing all of that, then 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 you definitely need to reshape it. And 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 if you want kind of clues on how to do that, visit mine or Bryn's profiles. Both of ours are done in that way. 
ChatGPT and AI products like it are going to change our world, both generally speaking and specifically in B2B sales in ways that we're only beginning to imagine. In episode number 172, Seven Ways to Use ChatGPT with LinkedIn, Bryn and I discussed, well, what the title of the episode says. In this clip, we dig deeper into using ChatGPT to help in the creation of curated content. And this, I imagine, is probably where a lot of people are going to use it because um, I've been writing for decades and decades and decades now. And yet sometimes when I sit down and I know what I want to say and I'm staring at that blank Word document, I don't know where to start. And I think that this is where ChatGPT can really come in and, and help things and help people out. So wait, is this one about comments? Or is no, no, no. This is text for curated content, content. Okay, great. Same thing like we did with the URL. Go into chat, grab the link to the curated piece of content that you want to share. If you're curating a podcast or a video, it's got to have show notes or something to pull from. It won't pull directly from it won't pull directly from from uh, right. the video itself it needs text so you right. grab the link you put it in chat gpt and you say three sentence recap and it will recap everything and then you need to go read it and and, and with everything before you use it read it and put it in your words right and and the same with all the tips that we gave before i mean a lot of them even the discovery questions you need to use it as a guide and make it yours so that you own it and it feels right. When you say it, it sounds right. And that's probably one of the biggest things out there right now is because I think now people are going to start wondering, is this the actual person or is this chat GPT? So you really have to make sure that when you get anything that we're talking about, like Bryn said, from chat GPT, that you make sure that it's in your voice. And the easiest way to do that is to take the chat GPT output and read it out loud. If it kind of does sound like it comes from you, then fine. Great. Use it. Most of the time now, it ain't going to sound like you. So, 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 so what you need to do is say it out loud, kind of hear why it doesn't sound like you address that and then rewrite it and then read it out loud again. If it sounds like you at that point, then go ahead and use it because it's ready. I love that. I think that's awesome. In that same episode, we discussed using ChatGPT for comments on other people's LinkedIn posts. So I don't remember what it was for, but I basically typed in, you know, write out uh, or create a comment uh, reply to the following. And then I actually just um, copied the entire text of the comment, put it into ChatGPT and let it do its thing. And it came out with, with a pretty good reply, but again, it did not sound like me. So I had to make sure that I rewrote it to sound like me, but the points that pulled out and everything were actually really, really good. So, you know, it's not necessarily ready for prime time once it immediately gets spit out of chat GPT, but man, it's a fantastic start for you to really, really get. Yeah. Definitely. So I love that. If I could add to that, because I think that's yeah. brilliant. So recapping, grabbing the text from the post itself, pasting it into GPT. You can say recap in two sentences, because what happened, it might be a huge recap. But if you do recap in one sentence 
or top priority from this post. So they're play with it. They don't all work perfectly, um, but that what you're doing is is right on there. So I absolutely love that. And sadly, it doesn't provide results since 2021. That may be the problem. ChatGPT was only trained on data through 2021. That is a good point, Stan. I don't want to completely assume, but I would think at this point. They're working on 22 and 23 and keeping it updated. But right now it is old data. Now that we've talked a little about content and social selling, episode 196 focused on the different types of content sales pros should be sharing on LinkedIn. Many salespeople, I think, equate creating content for LinkedIn with something physically painful happening to them personally. Most of the time, though, that feeling comes from a simple lack of knowledge or plan regarding what types of content to post. They they just don't know where to begin. So with LinkedIn providing, proving rather, to be a gold mine for lead generation and an invaluable tool for building meaningful connections with prospects, mm-hmm. you got to get over that feeling, right, Bryn? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there are lots of content that attract lots of different people. What is happening before they need us? Where are they? So for us, there are a few things that are happening before they need us. Maybe they had sales training and then we might be next, right? It let's say you are a CRM salesperson. They may have hired their first salesperson or their Mm. second salesperson, and now they need a CRM. So what is happening one step before they need you? The reason that this is important, knowing this, and most of this is going to be curation. Some could be original. But the reason this is so important really comes down to the fact that if we're engaging everyone when they need us, they're already shopping. When we really start engaging them and connecting with them prior to their knowledge that they need us, number one, we can help build the story and be the influencer during that journey instead of late in the journey, late in the buyer process. We can also, you know, we're engaging them before they even know they may need our solution. So we can really be part of that journey and helping them. Yeah. So the before they need us, I think is critical to engaging them at the top of the funnel. Very. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. Yeah, very tippy, 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 tippy top of the funnel, especially when you consider that old statistic. I forget where it comes from, but it was something like 68% of the people will buy from the person who was there to provide insight first. 74%. So it's a a corporate vision stat. Corporate vision, that's right. Yes. It's a corporate vision stat. And if I'm, I'm quoting as close as I can remember, 74% of buyers choose the sales rep or company that was 
first, first to add value and insight. So that's a perfect uh, example of why early in their process, even earlier than we think about, we should be on the radar. Exactly. So the second part of that tippy top of the funnel is once you get the, the, the before the need stuff, creating curiosity and getting prospects to think differently about their current situation, which quite frankly is what sales is all about in general. But I mean, but to create content around that so that you're not necessarily involved in that thought process, but then they will want to reach out to you because again, you are providing insights into it. So I love this, right? Really good content that is designed start sales conversations comes down to a lot of this concept of that it needs to create curiosity, gets them thinking differently about their current situation. So those are three elements. Sometimes we'll have five in that, like resonate with your buyer, create curiosity, teach them something new that gets them thinking differently about their current situation and creates a compelling moment, right? So why is this so important? Well, number one, actually, let me just back up for a second. This is not the formula for all content. This is the formula for content that creates sales conversations, Mm -hmm. that creates social selling engagement, not just thought leadership engagement, but when we can hit those five points, and, and Bob, you mentioned curiosity that gets them thinking differently about their current situation, we can now attract and engage people that are thinking about whatever it is they're doing. So when we can create curiosity, typically it's they're leaning in and going, hmm, I haven't thought of that yet, or that rings a bell or that is something we just talked about this topic in our meeting on Monday or whatever that is, we're, we're resonating and creating curiosity that gets them to want to read it. When they're reading it, the resource that we are is getting them to learn something new, maybe a way to do something or a way they shouldn't be doing something that gets them to think differently about the way they're doing business today. This, although is really at its core positioned to be a resource, it also is planting seeds in the minds of our prospects that there might be a better way. In episode 194, Bryn and I flipped the script a little bit when we discussed how to use LinkedIn's jobs tab for sales. In other words, using job listings to actually start sales conversations at the companies you're targeting when they're hiring. So would you like to know when companies are hiring? Because that's an indication that companies are growing. When they're growing, they just might need whatever services that you provide. And it's going to be impossible to talk about like specific industries and things like that. There, there, there may be a tip or two that where you're like, oh, I don't know if I could use this at all. But if you're in one of those types of sales positions where you work really well when companies are growing to sell your products or services into, mm-hmm. that right there is gold. Yeah. So let's think about this. Who are your buyers? For us, our buyers could be uh, chief marketing officers or chief revenue officers or 
a sales enablement. So what we want to do is start to find out when there are new positions open for those roles. Why? Because when someone else comes in new into that company, they're open to hearing new ideas. They're being brought in to make change. So you know, we want to keep monitoring that, right? So ABC company is hiring a new chief marketing officer. There are a few things I want to do. The first thing is where did their old one go? Because there's an opportunity there too. Right. But let's, you know, we want to keep an eye on, on this, the new marketing officer that might come in and ultimately start valuable conversations with them once they've been hired. And we'll know that based on the fact that for following this company and there is someone that's hired, we can continuously look for, you know, hop in. We've saved this company somewhere. If you have Sales Navigator, you've saved it in Sales Navigator and they'll alert you when there's a new change. Uh, but ultimately, uh, there's a gold in that knowledge, in understanding that there is a new person in the role that's a buyer. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. So you got all that as well as um, talk really quick, Bryn, about the sales navigator function. And and you can actually see this in LinkedIn premium in some form, I think, too. Uh, when when companies are increasing growth, LinkedIn actually recognizes this and lets you know that these companies are growing. Yeah, so you can do searches based on department growth or entire company growth inside of LinkedIn. You can search. I'm trying to think in premium. I don't think you can do that anymore in premium, but you oh, can okay. search companies by company size. So it's right. definitely a sales navigator. All the fun things went to sales navigator. Yeah. So, um, but ultimately, yeah, you can monitor companies that are growing, but I really truly believe this little trick in the jobs app where you are notified when a new job is posted based on the titles you sell to is golden. You can get in earlier than anyone else into those conversations. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. So, you know, using using LinkedIn and something that it's already good at for your purposes, but yet weren't designed for your purposes, but get in there, use it, and hopefully you can get some sales conversation started and, and get things farther down the road with those new people, as well as just like Bryn said, the, the person left for a reason. If they went to another company, you can get that conversation started as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. One more for you that's definitely fun in nature. Episode 182 was a special one that went live on April Fool's Day. So in that April Fool's spirit, Bryn and our good friend Gunnar Hood got together to prank us a little bit. I think the title of the episode tells it all. Social selling is dead. Long live cold calling. Buckle up. How many times have you picked up the phone and been either turned off by a cold call or had somebody really good on the phone that kept your attention and made you want to listen to what they had to say? I mean, it's not in, it's not dead. There are people who can get very, very good at it. And when they do, it is partly a numbers game, but it's an effectiveness you know, opportunity as well. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you know, the smile and dial the, you know, if you do make a hundred calls, 
Maybe three or four people will answer and maybe one of them will talk to you. But who knows? You know, you, you can spend eight, 10, 12 hours making phone calls and maybe you'll see something. But because this is just a vintage approach to sales, we should embrace it. Just like everything vintage, vintage, vintage cars we embrace, right? Even, you know, vintage furniture we embrace, we should be embracing vintage vintage prospecting just what's my- old is what's new everything old is new again exactly. i love it all right so this is really my favorite hands down why i truly believe everyone needs to stop social selling and start cold calling cold calling builds resilience and it helps you develop a thick skin as you'll inevitably face rejection time and time again. This resilience can be invaluable in all aspects of sales and business. Social selling, though less confrontational, may not offer the same opportunities for personal growth. So right there, we should be cold calling. Exactly. I mean, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Yes. Thank you, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, the more we get beat up in the field, the more personal growth we'll have. And believe me, cold calling will get you beat up. So the personal growth is much faster than social selling. I, yeah, you know, that was a really good, really funny episode. I listened to it again to prep for this episode. And yeah, there were more than a couple of sensible chuckles going on there. And with that, thanks for joining me on this look back at the first six months of Making Sales Social Live. We'll be back live next week with all new episodes through the end of the year and beyond, because that's what we do here at Social Sales Link. So remember, when you're out and about, be sure to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com for more information.